God, would you quit fucking asking me that? Jesus, you're so fucking annoying with that shit. Stop yelling at Brandon! Well, I'm sick of their shit, Grandpa. Sister Margo and Brandon are making this trip miserable. Oh, it's nice to have my grandkids around. Uh, but they're not your grandkids. They're kids, but they're not related to you. Well, I'm related to Beverly. We're just... I just wish we could sail back to Amelia's hideout in peace. But instead, we've got Sister Marble and fucking Brandon running back and forth, splashing in the waves, fucking moving the sail around, and singing the goddamn bottles of beer on the wall song over and fucking over again. What's wrong with the bottle of beer on the wall song, Clark? Yeah, Brother Clark. I thought you liked one bottle of beer on the wall. One, one bottle, bottle of beer on the wall. wall. Normally, I wouldn't give a fuck about the bottles of the beer on this ball song, but god damn it, you two, knock it off! I I'm separating you two. Sister Marble, you go up there. Brandon, you're going to stay back here at the back of the boat. Okay, Brother Clark, if you say so. Why well, would I go over there, Sister Marble? Hey, Brandon! Get off the rail. Well, tell Sister Marble, be careful. It's okay, Brandon. If I fall off the boat, I'll just sink to the bottom of the ocean. And I've really, really been wanting to see what's down there. I want to see what's at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, please. Can we, Brother Clark? Can we, 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 can we? No, for fuck's sake, shut up. No, nobody's going to the bottom of the ocean. We'll never find you. Unless... You want me to tie it to a fishing pole and use you as a bobber? Oh my god, my grandfather used to be a fishing or bobbin marble. It's in my heritage. Oh, can we, Beverly? Can we, can we? No, I don't think we can take that risk because then a fish might eat you. A fishing lure bobbing marble. Now I've heard it all. No way, Sister Marble. That's so dangerous. That's never ever happened to begin with, and it's not going to happen today either. Now when I was a kid, we used to use marbles to fish. Okay, fine. Marbles are the most versatile invention of all time. Is that what you want to hear? It's exactly what I want to hear, Brother Clark. I'm so glad you're finally coming around. Marbles can be all kinds of things. Cocktail mixers, spray paint mixers, fishing lure bobbers. We don't have to just race on sandy tracks no more. You can put them in your butt. You're right, Brandon. You know, I've tried to stay away from being an anal bead because I thought it was beneath me. But now I, I think it's cool because you and me did it together. <laughs> you would come up my butt, you come up my butt. Brandon. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, for fuck's sake, you two. No sex. No ash play on the boat. No ash play. Mike Clark. Where did you find Brandon? Oh my god, he was just there, Beverly. I snuck into Bertram's place looking for you, but all I found was Sister Marble and Brandon. Everybody else was gone. And trust me, if I'd known how fucking annoying the two of them would be, I never would have let Brandon come along in the first place. I really, I honest to God, should have just left his annoying ass there with Bertram. You don't want me on the boat no more? <laughs> Good friend, and he bought me a popsicle. Don't 
I'm... Uh, I'm sorry, Brandon. Please stop crying, you two. I, I didn't mean it. Brandon, now that you're here, you're a part of our team. I, I will protect you and take care of you just like I would anybody else. But you are being fucking annoying, so please, just sit here while I drive the boat, okay? Just sit quietly and don't talk. Uh, Clark, could you please come over and rub my calves? They've been sore ever since I've been in the pit. Of course I can, baby. I know you're in a lot of pain. Uh, Grandpa? What? Grandpa, could you steer the boat for can a while? I steer the boat? Yeah, I have to rub Beverly's sore calves. I'm fucking ashes! Ashes to ashes, dust to dust! Well, I know you're ashes, but you're not completely worthless, right? You're in a priceless vase. Can't you just use it to lean in different directions, or at least just watch to make sure right. we don't hit an iceberg or something? Fine. What the fuck ever, you fucking dumbass. Jesus, he's an asshole. Ask him to do one thing and he throws a fucking fit. Yeah, well, I don't trust him too much. Honestly, he's kind of annoying. Am I this annoying? You're not annoying at all, baby. You're perfect. I missed you so much, Beverly. But he's in my... He, he's in my blood. Blood doesn't mean anything when it comes to personality. And, you know, you really have to give him the benefit of the doubt. He is sentient ashes, cursed to an eternity of excruciating pain at all times. He's bound to be a little annoying sometimes. I just don't understand how ashes could possibly be in pain. He's ashes. No nerve endings. No brain. Beverly, I think... I'm just worried that... Oh my god, yeah, your legs are really mangled. You must have broken both of your legs when you fell down in the tunnel. You think? Why'd it take you so long to come find me? I didn't know... Beverly, I mean... Once he banished me, I was just... I didn't even know how to get back to Goat Island. It was only with Amelia's navigational skills and her giving us a map that I was able to even find the way back. Yeah, and we need to talk about that. You expect me to believe that you found Amelia Earhart and you didn't have sex with her. Oh, well, of course, no, Beverly, she's not, it's not like that. She's a sex trafficking victim. She doesn't just put out like most women do. Now, don't get me wrong, if she had not had that sort of trauma, yes, something probably would have happened, but she was giving off this vibe of just no. No sex, so... Yeah, because I thought we were monogamous. Well, I mean, I thought so too, but uh, I kind of heard some rumors from Sister Marble. About what? Well, while we were falling down the tunnel, you know, Sister Marble kind of told me everything about what you had been doing with Tristan. And I'm okay, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, but I know you are in a relationship. I'm gonna fucking kill that marble. She is going to the bottom of the ocean. Sister Marble, why did you tell Clark? I didn't mean to, Beverly. It's just that, well, I just thought that Clark deserved to know because he'd been gone for so long and I just thought, what if his heart was broken when he saw you with Tristan? So I just broke the news, just in case. Well, I know about your and Clark's dirty secret, too. What? Would you like me to tell Brandon? Tell me what? What's the dirty secret? He's been using you to put him up his dickhole. Oh my god, that was one time. You, you did what? She's the marble nun. That's kind of gross. And you told me you didn't have, you told me you didn't have any feelings for Clark. Oh, Brandon, that's Brother Clark. I don't have any feelings for Brother Clark. He's ugly. Uh, that's not very nice. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, and he's like 30 years older than me. 
Well, that's the reason I like Clark is because he likes fucking my old saggy ass and he's not too keen on the eyes, but it works out well. I love being, I, I honestly, I have a fetish for old people. I mean, I think that's been well established in the last 135 episodes. What do you mean episodes, Brother Clark? This is just another day in our life. I think he's talking about that big old conspiracy where we're all being just narrated by two guys sitting in, sitting in their... Rooms. Oh, I don't know. I yeah, think it's fucking nonsense. That's fucking stupid, Clark. He's fucking dumb. I thought we got out of the cult storyline anyway. Yeah, we did. So let's move on, Clark. Okay, whatever you say. I mean, it's just. I think it's kind of crazy how all of this leads back to Bertram. I never would have thought. I mean, he was always kind of creepy, but I never would have thought that this all went back to Bertram. I'm gonna fucking kill him. Personally. We definitely need to kill him, but now I don't know how we're going to get back onto Goat Island. He put the whole thing on lockdown. Well, I mean, maybe we could bore our way in. Bore? Oh, yeah, like go underground. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, that kind of goes with what Sister Marble was thinking, you know? She wants to explore the bottom of the ocean. Well, I mean, I don't think we should enter from the bottom of the ocean. We can't breathe. I mean, we gotta we gotta dig our way down, but not dig straight down just in case we fall into a pit of lava. Right. We gotta dig down till we know we're under the ocean. Exactly. And then, you know, obviously if there's any sort of caves, we have to be prepared. Right, and we'd have to make sure there's a certain point, I've heard, where if you hit the, we get down to a certain point, you just fall into oblivion. So we really have to make sure, like, we're being super careful. You ain't gonna fall into oblivion, you hit that bedrock first. Oh yeah, you're right, I guess. <laughs> that the, I, the only way we would fall through is if we were somehow on some sort of creative mode, where the physics, you could just destroy blocks of obsidian. If we were on creative mode, then there wouldn't be any... Antagonist! Yeah, you're right, Grandpa, and God knows there's an antagonist. There's all kinds of antagonists that we come across. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, well, maybe digging underground's not the best way. I mean, I don't think goats are the best at digging. No, I don't think. I mean, look at Brandon's hooves. They're not meant for digging. They're meant for, like, playing patty cake. Well, I mean, maybe, you know, if Amelia finished her airplane, then maybe we could, you know, sail, you know, we could parachute down into Goat Island. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, we could try that, but Bertram's already shot her out of the sky once. Who's to say, you know, if he's not prepared, he could do it again? Well, shit, I mean, worst case scenario, we just find the magic man again. Oh. Drink that disgusting potion. That was a very nasty shot, wasn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, it put us on the island pretty quick. It did put us on the island, but I've never really cared much for sriracha. Really? Yeah, I just... Flavorful and a little bit of tang. I guess, but it's just like, it's kind of, you know, it tastes all right. I mean, I have a bottle in the fridge at home, but, you know, it's just kind of like overrated. It's like uh, bacon and coffee. Everybody loves sriracha. Shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm right there with you, but I tell you what is a staple in my house is Tabasco. Oh, yeah. You do like hot sauce. I mean, that's probably how you were able to make so much of that spicy jalapeno cheddar. My jalapeno poppers are to die for, Sister Marble and Brandon. When we get out of this, if you guys like spicy food... Sometimes it's a little too spicy for Clark, and he gets the hiccups, but... Oh, yeah, I don't really care much, too, but the, I, honestly, Sister Marble, the spicy jalapeno poppers with Beverly's special cheese, one of the best things she ever made. Oh, I believe it! I love the spicy jalapeno poppers! 
special cheese. You never, you, don't, you didn't give me the special cheese from Capital Cheese? I got the special cheese. I made the special cheese. You make it, Beverly? Yeah, Beverly yeah, yeah. Comes from my, uh, comes from my tits. Yeah, that's our one of our most popular flavors, Brandon. I'm, unfortunately, you know, Beverly retired, so we haven't been able to get the concoction right. Can I try to mix some out of her? Oh, I mean, you'd have to ask Beverly. I mean, if she wants to make uh, a special... Well, I mean, at this point, I mean, what do you think, Clark? I mean, I was depleted there for a while, but I feel like I have plenty of breast milk left. You've taken so much time off, I think, you know, if you could shit some out, I think that's up to you. Well, okay, yeah, let... I do have to shit pretty bad. Brandon, are you okay with eating it directly out of my adult diaper? I mean, yeah, it's kind of like a paper plate. It's honestly the best way to consume it. That's how Bertram had it the first time, and that's what got us the deal. I mean, it's really... This is the cornerstone of capital cheese. This diarrhea right here. All right, let me... Oh, oh, it's severely dehydrated. This ain't diarrhea this time. It's not going to have the right consistency. It's chunky and it's scraping me on the way out. Oh, Oh, little bit of blood, little bit of blood. Yeah, Brandon, this won't be the exact right consistency because she's been in the cave and back. It's okay. When we had her up and running, we were pumping her full of vitamins and water and all kinds of stuff to make sure the cheese was perfect. That's okay, I, I like my cheese rare. Oh, okay. it smells great, Beverly. I mean, I want to try it myself, but this is uh, all for you, Brandon. Give it a try. Oh, oh. Uh, yum. <laughs> yum. Can I make it clean? Oh, oh. Is it as good as the original? I mean, I honestly think it's better. I think blood is the, th- I think blood makes it a lot better. Oh, like a, sort of like a blood pudding kind of thing? You're like a, the the iron taste of it? Yeah, you know, because I'm anemic. Oh, you're anemic. Yeah, that's what Dr. Xavier told me. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I if he told you, I believe it. I mean, he's a pretty good doctor, but besides the ass play. The ass play, you know, there's not much he can do about it. That's just how Dr. Xavier is, but we all think that he likes to do it. I'm so glad that I don't have you should be glad it's a marble, but what you don't get, you don't get the pleasure from getting stuff in your butthole. Don't say that! You <laughs> don't! You don't got one! I know, and I want to have the pleasure! Oh my god, Sister you two marble. are so annoying. Give it the fuck up. What is it, Grandma? Iceberg! I know, oh my god! Look out! Okay, I got it. Alright. You fucking idiot! Well, you're you're the one driving this boat. I can't move. <laughs> oh my god! C- come sit over here, Beverly. We can finish. We're almost there anyway. Okay, well, hold on. I gotta wipe my ass. All right, everybody. We pulled up on the shore. Let me just tie off the boat. Can here. I get off the boat now? Can we get off the boat? You got to wait until it's. I'm gonna port. get off the boat. Oh, oh. oh my god. Oh. Yeah, we weren't docked yet. That's probably why you didn't realize how far down the ground was. You skinned your knee up pretty bad, didn't you, Brandon? Let me get you a band-aid, Brandon. There's a little first aid kit in the bottom of the uh, boat there, Beverly. <laughs> I'll be okay. Honestly, let's probably ditch them. No, no. 
They're a part of our family, Beverly. At the very least, we can't ditch Marble. I mean, we could definitely leave behind Brandon, I mean. You wanna what? No, nothing, nothing. But, uh, Beverly, just if we, you know, if we do need a food source, I mean. I just wasn't expecting my granddaughter to be so fucking old. Well, I mean, you have to think. You're, you've been missing for centuries, Grandpa. You've been assumed dead for decades and decades and centuries. When I pictured being a grandpa, I pictured being a grandpa to somebody like Brandon. Not you, Beverly. Well, okay. I had a grandpa, and you're not it. You're not it. Well, I mean, he is your great, 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 great. Blood don't mean shit. If you say so, Beverly, I mean. I should have knew you were a fucking bitch. Oh, Grandpa, you don't. We don't have to make it personal. This is a stressful time Fucking for everybody. All women are cunts. Okay, Grandpa, no, no. Glad enough of that, man. Now that's just not true, Grandpa. I mean, we know for a fact that there are some good women in this world. Who? Amelia, Shelly Ann. Amelia's a bitch. Shelly Ann's not a bitch. Shelly Ann's a halfwit. And think about and Samantha, her assistant. Those are all. They're all good women. She's good to look at. They would never leave us behind, right? They would never just disappear for an extended amount of time. It's just, that is not what they would do. I just wouldn't, th- I wouldn't think so. And that's three women, Grandpa, so your statement, all women are cunts, you're wrong. What about Hillary Clinton? Oh, no, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course, I mean. If you kill, like, personally, you kill 96 people, I mean, what can you do? And don't let me get me started on the emails. Yeah, let's not get, let's not get Clark all, we're, we're docked now. Let's just start making our way downtown. Do you know where she was building this? I don't know. Grandpa said, well, yeah, I mean, I guess it was in the center of, like, the. it was like this big clearing. We kind of left behind some pebbles, but I'm not really seeing them anywhere. I'm not seeing anything. Uh, oh, I mean, I guess there's, like, some footprints right here. I think this might be, I mean, this is an uninhabited island, so, I mean, these footprints, they've got to be ours or Amelia's. There's definitely footprints going down this way. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, let's follow Brandon. He's, do you got the trail? I'm sniffing it. Oh, okay, yeah, give us a trail, Brandon. He's so good. I'm so glad we found you, Brandon, and you're coming along with us. Hold on, God, take a leak. Small mother do here. Wait, you smell another? There was another goat there? Yeah, some sort of animal. I gotta piss all over it, because I don't want to know what it was. I got to piss, too. Now, you can't piss on my spot. You gotta go find somewhere else. Oh, it's too late, Brandon. This is my spot now. What the fuck, Clark? Let's keep going. Get weaker. Oh, hang on. Oh, I think... Wait, right up here. Yes, right over here is where the opening to the clearing. This is right where, uh... What? Right up, up there, up the hill a little bit, there's a little clearing, and that's where Amelia was setting up camp. Okay. Come on, right this way, Beverly. I'm going to prove to you that we met Amelia Earhart. I know you think I'm crazy. Well, I mean... Okay. I mean, you, your, grand, your great-great-grandpa from centuries ago is here, but you don't believe that Amelia Earhart from less than 100 is here? I said specifically... I think if you did meet her, I don't believe that you didn't have sex with her. Oh, well, I mean, she will confirm for yourself. And I think you'll get the same impression I did. She is not putting out that kind of energy. Uh, Clark, I got, I think we got some bad news. What do you mean? Come over here and take a look. Where is everything? 
Looks like it's gone. It's empty. I mean, there was like a cabana here. There was like a huge airplane hanger made out of bamboo sticks that she had put together and she was building. Look down there. There's a big old... You can see where a plane took off. Oh my god, yeah, right here. There's the tracks through the mud. But I don't see no plane. Grandpa, that bitch stole our plane. What the fuck did you think would happen, you idiot? I thought she was gonna be here. She I said told she you. When we she left. left me. You're right, but she said that was because of her career. She's lying. I don't know what to do. I mean, we told her when we when we had spoken to when we overheard. Bertram and Beverly, we flew back here as soon as we could, and she said, I will stay here to work on the airplane, and then we will go take him down together. Did she or did she not say that? She said it. I fucking heard her say it. This is what I'm saying, Clark. All women are cunts. Oh, no. AWAC. AWAC. Fuck. I thought for sure that I would be able to prove that that was wrong, but you're probably right. I think you might be right. Um, maybe something scared her off, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, Brandon said he smelled another animal. This island, as far as we knew, was uninhabited. I mean, I, I smell another animal scent all over here, but I don't got enough piss to cover it. There's animal. Oh, like, okay, so there could be all kinds of wild animals on this island. I see. But, I mean, he was... I don't know, Beverly. I mean, something just seems really weird. Why would she take our... Why would she build the airplane and take it for herself? She's a selfish cunt! I guess so. Clark, think about it this way. I have been sitting there for thousands of fucking years, and she found me. All she had to do was put me in her backpack and get me out of the same cave. I would have liked to have been just outside the cave, even, for a thousand years, for a change of... Fucking scenery! Dumb bitch couldn't even do that! Yeah, you're right. That is really gruel. Well, I mean, you didn't- I don't- it doesn't sound like you had a very good, uh, character analysis of Amelia. Seems like she fucked you. Yeah, it really does. And- oh, oh hang on, it's a note. Is that the note? <laughs> What's it say? Oh my god. What's it say? It says, Clark and Bartholomew, I'm taking the plane. I could not go against Bertram. He is my love. Signed. Look at this, Beverly. Amelia Earhart. That looks like her signature, yeah. I know it does. I told you she was here. In love with Bertram. Ew. I know. She even knew. He shot her out of the sky and forced her into sex trafficking, Beverly, and she still is in love with him. Well, I thought Bertram was fucking his secretary. I think he is too, because look... Grandpa, tell them about Barbara. Barbara? That bitch? Yes, you said she was your wife. Yeah. <laughs> All women are guns. And now he's with, now she's with Bertram, too. Yeah, she left me for Bertram at the first fucking sign of opportunity. And then he banished you. Yep. Uh, he is dastardly. He is dastardly. We gotta fucking kill this man. I don't know what we're supposed to do, Beverly. I mean, we're out here in the middle of nowhere. How are we supposed to take down Bertram? We can't even get back to Goat Island. I don't... I don't know. But we've got to do something. And sitting around here and waiting for Amelia Earhart to fly back in with Bertram and come in and kill us or all this other crazy shit that might happen, we... It's enough. I mean, we no. still have friends on that island that we need to save. Honestly, it's a terrible fucking thing to ha- No, we can't wait for Amelia because she's a terrible fucking airplane flyer pilot. She could have crashed, you're right. Probably crashed again in some other fucking triangle. Dumb bitch.
Let's go. Let's do it. Get the boat ready. Come on. Sister Marble, Brandon, no songs, no talking. Sit on opposite sides of the boat. We've got a long ride. Can I at least sing? Can I at least sing All Star before we go? No. Somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Hello and welcome to Motaf. We're back. And folks, we're back with another Records! 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 Records? Uh, hello and welcome to Records, where we review records. Uh, last time, of course, uh, we reviewed Adele's uh, latest album which has gone on to become her worst-selling album, but really? the best-selling album of 2021. Ooh. Interesting little uh, note there. But today, uh, we're actually here to review RJ's pick. We're reviewing Are You Spongled by What is your experience with this band and and how did you like why did you choose this that kind of yeah i think the question should be like how the fuck did i even come across right right well i guess i I heard about them through my friend dizek and he had been bugging me for like two weeks he's like you gotta listen to this song Mm -hmm. you gotta listen to this band spongle and i'm like okay and then one night like we're i was on the phone with him and he's like you literally just need to do it right now like go put on head i was high as fuck Mm -hmm. he's like go put on headphones go lay down and just put this song on. And it was divine moments of truth. Mm-hmm. And that's the first Spongle song I ever heard. And I was absolutely just transported into another <laughs> dimension. Yeah. And I've just been hooked on it ever since. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's truly some of the craziest music I've ever heard. I've, I've, I've heard very little like it. And what I found so remarkable when I first started listening to it was that I just want to confirm this real quick. I'm pretty sure this album was written in 1999. Yeah. 1998, I believe. 1998. Yeah. So far ahead of its time. Inter- I've never heard electronic music. This sounds like modern electronic music. That's what I thought too. I, the whole time I was saying like, this is so experimental. It could have been made today. Yes. And yet there's so much about it that is so experimental that like even even modern electronic music doesn't really sound like that. In no, there's no, I've, I've yet to find anything that sounds like Spongle. It's like it's still it's still super experimental by today's standards. And it came yeah. out 20 years ago, almost 30 years ago. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I started to look into the group a little bit. I just want to do some j- double checking on my part, too, just so I can make sure I have. I'm pretty sure they're a British band. Yes. And they seem to have spawned from the 90s rave scene. Mm-hmm. And there's just this big underground rave scene in the 90s where everybody was doing just high doses of psychedelics. <laughs> and I feel like it's a very, it's not very talked about. Because, you know, you think of the 60s, you think of psychedelic use by right. a large amount of people. But this was like the resurgence of that. And it seems to have come out of that. And it, I think... Yeah, Wikipedia describes them as psychedelic electronic music. Yeah. So, like, obviously I was extremely drawn to it. Yeah, and it is a very, I mean, it is very psychedelic. And I'm, I, there, I think there was one time when I uh, was tripping and you had suggested, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> Divine Moments of Truth. It scared me too much to listen to. A lot it of then. people say yeah. that. A lot of people are like, I don't know why people recommend this to people who are tripping because it scares them. It scares the shit out of Abigail when she's so. Yeah. Bad. 
it's she doesn't it's creepy. Really listen to it, it. It's honestly creepy music. Uh, I will say that just a lot of like the atmosphere of it. I don't find it creepy at all, though. I don't understand it. There's well, we'll get into it as we go track by track. But what I was interested in was that it's just two people. I mean, there's more musicians, but it's uh, it's just two guys, uh, Scott uh, Simon Posford and uh, Raja Ram, Raja Ram or Raja Ram. Now, the whole time I, I was listening to it, I, yeah, I think so too. I was like, this uh, is heavily influenced by like Indian and like Eastern music and Eastern. A lot of world influences, yeah. Culture. And so I was really, I was uh, glad, I guess, when I looked and saw that there was actually an Indian man on the, you know, in the, in the uh, production of it. Otherwise, yeah, it'd be cultural appropriation. Right. Well, it turns out Raja Ram is Australian. Looks like he's the flute player. Right, yeah, he he provides the flute arrangements, which I didn't know was uh, a part of this at all. And so I guess maybe we should just get into the first uh, tracks here. Yeah. The first track is Spangle Falls. First off, can we just talk about how mysterious it is? Yeah. Spangle to just Spangle to begin with. We're looking at an album called are you spongled? Yes. With this creepy mask on the cover. I mean, that is creepy. Honestly, scary art. Yeah. What is see. being spongled? Well, I, th- you know, we'll answer that question. I think I have here. It says, uh, I, when I was reading beforehand, it says Raja Ram stated in an interview that spongle is an umbrella term for feeling positive and euphoric emotions. Okay. Which totally makes sense. Absolutely. And I think they definitely achieve that. Uh, it says Spongle's music is heavily influenced by psychedelic experiences and frequently makes use of sonic textures that approximate yep. psychedelic states. Wow, I never even read that in the Wikipedia yeah. entry. That's exactly my feelings towards it. It does. It really does close. Some songs more than others really closely approximate yeah. certain specific psychedelic states, which is very interesting. But you know, we can get into it. This first song, Spongle Falls, I instantly, the first thing I thought, it, you know, it starts out very ambient, and uh, it has, like, a slow voice that's, like, played in the background. I, I can't really remember, I couldn't make out exactly what they were saying, but it was, like, this just really creepy, like, you know, scary mm-hmm. fucking voice. And then it comes in with, uh, you know, it's a, a, a more clear-cut voice, and he's talking about something, a spinning vortex. Spinning spinning and he says like spinning spinning already by the time that he starts talking about spinning i felt like i was spinning already i like laid down in the recliner and of course i'm a little toasted and i'm laying there listening to it and i like i ha- kept having like visual auras of like a record spinning around like oh interesting a, and i felt myself kind of like doing that and so when he started talking about you know, this is a spinning vortex and it spins like this and then the music builds up and progresses. It had me sold right away. Like once the music actually started and it became less of that like creepy ambient beginning. I loved the bass riff when that came in. Mm-hmm. I was like, I kept listening to that and I'm like, oh yeah, that's nice. And uh, by the time, and because at that point I wasn't even sure that there were going to be any instruments. Up until that point, yeah, I just, and then it, it comes all... in, and then it, it's very welcome and it's very warm, just like do 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 do. Yeah. Then when the flute finally comes in, I erupted in goosebumps. Wasn't expecting it at all. Had no idea that there was going to be any flute on the album. So when it first started, I'm like, oh fuck! Like right. it was, you know, you're in for a ride. So beautiful. 
I it, it literally gave me goosebumps. And the first thing I wrote down, absolutely resplendent and beautiful. Wow. Because like the song, the song was so beautiful. I did not want it to end. I said about halfway through the song, I was like, I want this song makes me want to do psychedelics so bad and then go back and listen to it. Right. Because this one isn't as scary, especially once all this music starts. I could really see that this would just make me feel absolutely euphoric. Um, but then, of course, it ends again with some whispering, which is scary again. But at that point, it's like whisper, 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 whisper. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, that's that's creepy. Uh, but I did give this song a point because it's, like I said, absolutely resplendent. <laughs> And beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately what it does is it sort of, it replicates a lot of the feeling of coming up on psychedelics. Mm. And it has sort of an energetic, like, tribal, but yet electronic feel, which is always how I felt coming up. Yeah. Um, Where I feel this burst of energy through me and these, like, weird emotions and sort of just, like, the soundscapes they're able to get really replicate that. And I think it's a perfect beginning to the album because it's sort of like, like you said, it's kind of like pushing you into this state to be mm-hmm. receptive to what is about to happen. And in that case, that's like replicating the psychedelic. It's a mirror of the psychedelic experience. And obviously I, I gave it a point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It's a really great song, really a strong start to the album. Uh, I, I really, I didn't know what to expect. So it really, honestly, it blew me away to begin with. Number two, the next track is Monster Hit. This one was really interesting. It took a while uh, to grow on me because I don't really like the uh, water sound effect that they use a lot in this song. It's kind of like the, it's more like bubbles, kind of. And that's a lot of the song. I don't really like the water sound effect, but it was interesting because... For parts of it, it almost felt like the audio was intentionally maxed. And so like I couldn't you couldn't really hear the value of the note. You were just hearing that they were playing music because it was so like Uh it was so loud, but it was it was very intentional. And I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I wrote down musical motifs come and go like thoughts when you're high, because there are so many things when they'll just literally like there was a moment where there was just four note, a four note progression that was dissonant. And I was like, oh, that sounded so good. Never happened again. Mm-hmm. It was so completely random. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like, that does happen when you get high, too. It's just like these like very interesting thoughts come in and they just disappear mm-hmm. as quick as they come. Yeah, literally. And so there were so many times that one specifically where something would happen, like they just mess around a little bit, play like one note and sometimes it works and it'll carry on through the rest of the album. And sometimes it's just this like one off thing where you're like, what the fuck was even that? Right. <laughs> like, but I really loved that about it, but they didn't really get me until the part where they just literally take a hit in the middle of the song. <laughs> I was was like, that is fucking genius. Like, right away, that's a point. And then right after they fucking take a hit on the fucking bong or whatever they're hitting on, the flute comes back in. And I'm like, oh my god, the flute is not just a one-song thing. Fuck yes. Like, this, yes. I love it. Flute's a staple. It's absolutely a staple. And by this point, I I was like, absolutely gotta give it a point. But I, I don't really, I didn't really like this song that much. But I have to give it a point for sheer experimentation 
and it was an experience to listen to it. I, I I think I'm almost positive the hit they're referring to is a hit of DMT because this song just absolutely it really captures the feeling of it. It's not a direct representation, mm-hmm. but it really captures the feeling, specifically like the tribal sounds that come in. Yeah, that's the feeling you get almost right before it's about to happen. Like you're about to participate in something that's sacred. And they really get that well. Mm-hmm. And it's these recursive sounds that start to happen and you, where, like, the sounds are looping on top of each other. And like you were saying, like, it's hard to even make out individual sounds. Right. It's all blending together into this weird combination. And, you know, near the end where it's like an alien carnival. Mm-hmm. That's the exact feeling of what it is. Just this alien carnival type feeling. Yes. Absolutely just... Still, I want to say again, it blows my mind that this was made in 1998 because not many people were talking about DMT then. Yeah. It was, this was not a known thing. Yeah. This was like the underground communities and these people dedicated what I think they dedicated an entire album to it. Oh, yeah. Which I, is amazing. I think so too. Yeah, for sure. To just share that feeling, I gave it a point. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely deserves, uh, definitely a deserved point. Number three, Vapor Rumors. When I first, when I looked up this uh, album afterwards and just the band in general, this was actually their first song. Really? Yeah. This came out on an EP before this album. And then, uh, you know, I guess, you know, sort of jump started the whole thing. And it makes sense because the first thing I write down for Vapor Rumors, this is fucking genius. Yeah. It's like just the first thing I said. <laughs> like, because <laughs> it starts, it carries over the, because this is one thing I really love about this album and just music, a lot of albums in general, but this one does it especially well, is one, just bleeding the songs into the other, carrying over like the last few notes of the last song into the first yep. few notes of the sec of the next one. I love that. That happens here. But also, it carries over a lot of motifs. Like in this one, we still have them coughing from the DMT t- <laughs> they took in the last song, which I just, I love that. You know what I mean? And I feel like if you just listen to Vapor Rumors, you'd be like, why is there coughing? But because uh-huh. we've listened to Monster Hit, we know they're still coughing about the hit that they took in song number two. Genius. Yep. Absolutely loved it. I love that it starts out. This was the first song that was like 10 minutes, I believe. Because the first two songs, they're long, but I think this was the first. They're longer, but this one is definitely. Yeah. This one starts out with a lot of atmosphere. It sets up, we've got news reports talking about uh, an alien invasion. Not an invasion, but a UFO has landed. We're making the first contact with alien life. I really liked the atmosphere that they built at the top of this song, and I really liked it because I I felt like I was watching a movie, and it's all just encapsulated in this one song. We have more of that sumptuous flute, I say, because every time the flute comes in, it's so emotive. It's so beautiful. And this album especially made me really think, I mean, I kind of, you know, I, I like the flute. But this one made me really be like, the flute is one of our greatest instruments. Like, it's that's beautiful. Yeah. Like, that is fucking beautiful. There's a part in the middle where I only can describe it as the bucket head effect. With, like, the the guitar starts doing, like, kind of sounds like bucket head. How he does the, like... Yeah, exactly, yeah. I don't know what that actually... I don't think that's a guitar. I've been trying to figure out exactly... I've asked a lot of people what they think it is. Yeah. I think it is extremely modified audio of throat singing. Oh. Like, yeah. I think they took that and just manipulated it to a Mm -hmm. point where it's its own thing. 
I have noticed that a lot in the album, maybe on this song too, where like, I feel like it almost sounds like somebody is about to start singing, but then it's just like, they, they stop it. It's like, why? And then it moves on to it. Uh-huh. So you might be right. I think you might be right with that. But I, for some, I wrote it down as a Buckethead effect because to me it reminded yeah, me it, of it, like it the like guitar Buckethead. for Buckethead. But I realized as I was writing my note, I said, love the Buckethead effect. And then I noticed there's pan flute playing behind it. Mm-hmm. So like behind this fucking Buckethead guitar effect, there's like a different quality than the flute, but just as iconic. I mean, what pan flute? It blew my mind. Yep. So then there's the part we get to like an interlude. And we're back to the TV reports, and they say, we're about to make contact with the alien for the first time. And then he's like, oh, wait, there's something happening. There's well, First he says, there's a vapor. We're getting some sort of vapor, you know, some sort of something's fall. And then he says, oh, wait, something's happening. And the music kicks back in full force. That scared the fuck yeah. out of me. It's, I was like, oh, my God. I started literally crying. <laughs> so it was. It moved me. I was like, oh, my I, God. Dude, I cried a sprung all the time. These people are getting mauled by an alien. I'm like, oh, my God. It blew my mind. And then by the end of it, it gets into this really... Um, I sounds like we're in the alien ship almost, or we're in space, because it's taken from this... The quality of the tones now sounds so... They just sound more electric, more like uh, futuristic, I guess. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which I really, I just absolutely incredible. Absolutely gave this song a point. It's truly genius. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot I can put on top of that that you didn't already say. This is easily one of my favorite songs on the album, if not the... For sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I said, like, I don't really understand the song, like the narrative of the song, but I relate with it somehow. Like, I mm-hmm. don't know what they're trying to get across but it resonates with me on like some sort of deep level where right. every time I listen to it, it moves me. Yeah. And it's, for me, it's especially the part where it starts going, the bucket head effect, if you yeah. will. I've never heard anything like that. Yeah, it was cre- Never it was heard insane. a single thing like that. Absolutely. Yeah, one point. For, yeah. If I could give Vapor Rumors two points, I would. Same. If you guys, if we hadn't explicitly said that that's not allowed when I tried to give that one song <laughs> two <laughs> points, uh, I would totally have given that song two points. Great fucking song. I do think it's the best one on the album for sure. Wow, okay. Uh, next track, Spongle Spores. <laughs> Spongle Spores. Spongle Spores. This one was a little disappointing to me. I said so far every song up until this point has had a moment that absolutely shocked me. Like really where I was just like, what the fuck? Like that's amazing. Every song up until that point had almost like had to grow on me. It's like it starts out kind of atmospheric, but by the time you get to where the music is really like at its height, you're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I listened to this from the beginning to now because of the progression of this beautiful soundscape this one didn't have that for me this one felt a lot like an intermission because it just kind of stayed the the same they just kind of repeated the same motif over and over again um i said this one felt like an intermission a chance for the audience to get up and get a glass of water but i still can't give it less than five than a half a point because it's still experimental it's still beautiful like it if this was the only spongle song i heard i would like it it just wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to anything else. You know what I mean? So 
I'm going to give it half a point because it's not like it's ugly. It's just it's weaker than the rest of the songs, in my opinion. Yeah, I gave it a half a point as well for the same reason. I mean, it's a good song, but I usually skip it if I'm listening to the entire album. There's not much that happens. It is just a lot of like sort of I don't know what the point of it's supposed to be. I don't either. It doesn't really fit on the album too much. And I mean, honestly, the album is already like an hour and 20 minutes. They could have taken it out. I think, yeah, I think of all the songs to take out, this would probably be the one. Uh, it's, it, it really doesn't feel like anything happens. There's no like progression of it. I'm thinking maybe one day I'll appreciate it for what it is, but I probably would have to be tripping to get it. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, the first three songs are intense as fuck. Yeah. And I feel like if you were on a trip, you'd be really going through it. Maybe it's a time just to let you relax. That could be, yeah. Cause that's what I was kind of thinking. Like it reminded me when I was tripping at Hannah Nicholas's house and there was like this recurring thing of like, okay, well now we're, we're like when the wave, you come down from the wave and you're like, okay, this is a, I need to go get some water or I need to go use the restroom yeah, before and the next wave sober comes for back. A little bit. Yeah, exactly. And mm. I think this is, I don't know if this is like literally what they're trying to do or if they, if that's like, well, because the psychedelics come in waves. I don't know if it's literally like, you know, these people are going to be listening to this and tripping balls. They need a break. I, I don't know <laughs> what the point is, but it's it's definitely weak, a weaker song than the other ones. And honestly, after um, after Vapor Rumors, it was a honestly a pretty big letdown. Yeah, I feel like a lot would be a letdown after that. Yeah. Track number five. Only a couple more tracks left here. This is Behind Closed Eyelids. <laughs> This one, I, I did, at this point, I decided, okay, it's behind closed eyelids. I'm going to listen with my eyes closed again. Because at this point, in the second song, in the last song, I got up, I got a glass of water, I got high again. I just, you know, resituated. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to recline and listen to this song again. This song has an awful lot of sound effects. I tried to keep track of them. There's laughing. There's, I mean, I don't know what these actually are, but I, there is laughing. There's what I called a goat going, eh. Like, it does that over <laughs> yeah. and over again. Like, that's, like, the main one. To me, it sounds like a goat. There's voice clips from the intro, because at the beginning of this song, they play, like, behind closed eyelids, and then, like, there's some, like, TV noise or radio noise or something, and they'll just, like, play words from that in the background. There's spraying. There's, like, at some point, it sounds like they're spraying Febreze. Oh, like that's Yeah. There's uh, thunder and lightning. Um, and at the very end, there's birds... And there's rain. It was it was crazy to me. At, at that point, I'm like laying there. I'm like, why so many sound effects? Like I'm waiting for. The, I get it's like it feels very techno, is what I said, and like that's fine. It just uh, I was kind of I was really waiting for like a beautiful moment again. But what this song doesn't really have like this like beautiful moment. But what it does have is a very, <laughs> very experimental, very very experimental uh ending uh just like towards the end there where the music just starts glitching yep <laughs> like i literally i'm like hang on i think like i literally i was listening i that's when i opened my eyes i'm like hang on i went back because i thought it glitched so when spotify played it again i'm like hang on i need to go to youtube and i listened to it a third time and i'm like okay that's intentional <laughs> I'm like, okay. So then I went back and listened to it again. It blew my mind that the glitch in the music during a drumming section. Wow. Very techno. Love the flute motif. The last thing I write down, the glitches with three <laughs> exclamation points. Wow. 
so I do give this song an experimental one point, but I didn't really like it. I gotta be honest. I didn't really like it, but for everything that it stood for and how experimental that was, just almost just for the glitching at the end alone, I had to give it a point. I really like this song, and I feel like what Spangle does well is really captured in this song, where it's I know you haven't really done this, Zach, but the quality of the music and the experience you get from it is greatly affected by what substance you are on. Mm-hmm. And I really find that with with this. Because it's like, I've never listened to this fully tripping. I've taken, I've taken like half a tab before and listened to it. Mm-hmm. But even just when I'm sober versus on weed, like the songs mean different things to me. And I've had very interesting experiences listening to the song doing exactly what it wants you to do behind closed eyelids Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of the sound effects are like for me at least it's like when i'm watching behind my closed eyelids and i am getting visuals it's just random things that are popping up yeah like i'm like i don't know why i'm seeing this but i am i don't know why i'm seeing dancing forks and spoons but here they are right (laughs) (laughs) and so i give it a point just for that reason i think it no matter what state of mind you are it will send you into an alternate dimension if you let it Mm -hmm. it did seem very stream of conscious like i got that feeling too where it's kind of like oh yeah you know i did have some visuals that would pop up you know influenced by what i was listening to i kept seeing the goat you know fucking (laughs) (laughs) over and over again yeah it, it, it definitely does capture like that feeling where you're you know your mind is racing or your you know these visuals are constantly changing so i do think it i i, I do think there's a an artistic merit to it i just i didn't really i don't like i probably wouldn't listen to it again unless i was on drugs <laughs> well i mean the whole album is for me- meant for when you're right on drugs. but i mean uh, so, vapor rumors i would listen to that on a regular oh, day that that's time. a good song i mean that's just a good song I drive around town fucking with that shit on blast. Yeah, I listened to it. Uh, I was sitting in my recliner. I had uh, Spotify turned up all the way, and then my headphones turned up all the way. It was awesome. <laughs> it sounded it was sounded so yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's a really good song to listen in the car. Oh, I bet. Oh yeah. Number six, Divine Moments of Truth. Now, this is one that you had sent me before. Of course, like you said, this was your introduction to the band. I This song is it's good. Uh, it, it's definitely their most famous song, according to Spotify, at least. It's got like 5 million listens. And like the re- most of this album has like 700,000. So it's like definitely a lot more popular than the rest of the album. It starts with the Twin Peaks backwards speak kind of that we had talked about a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago where it's yeah, like it's yeah it's creepy as fuck and now this is the first this is the one you sent me and i'm like i can't listen to that that's scary <laughs> <laughs> it's like it and especially with like just it's with the art and then watching that and tripping and listening to it it was scary it was the only one i'd heard before going into the album so like when i heard it i was like oh yeah i know this song uh just because i heard parts of it before i love the indian influence on the whole album so far but especially like rings most true here like there there's a lot of like eastern inspired yeah literally yeah it's very eastern i think it's it shows really well here um at some point it tr- it turns to like Gregorian chants <laughs> in the background, which is scary. Yeah, it's like really creepy. It's really uh, tribal, which is good, I guess. It like makes sense for you know DMT, especially uh, with the 
sacred effects of it and the entities and all of that, you know. I It's made me laugh my ass off, though, when the voice, the electronic voice comes in and sings do DMT and LSD. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good melody. It made me laugh my ass off, though. Um, there's one point where there's, like, some nasal and throat chanting. Where it's like, uh-huh. over and over again. There's scatting in there, too. Yeah, it's crazy. That was one of the moments, this, like, back-of-the-throat nasal chanting. At that point, I hadn't looked up any of the artists. And so at this point, I was like, this is so electronic, so much, like, synthesized, that when that started happening, I'm like, I feel like, even if that's not the creator's singing it i felt like i was more connected to them in that moment because i'm like oh this is like one of the first times i'm hearing a voice that i think human influence yeah exactly right i didn't like though at the end the drum major stuff there's like crowds chanting like it's like a high school football game and they're doing like literally they're like playing like drum major music uh i really didn't like that and there's like a whistle i'm like are am i at a football game all of a sudden like it really took me out of it Uh, So I ended up giving the song a .75. Interesting. This to me is... If Vapor Rumors isn't the best one, I I think this is the best one. And for me, why I think it's the best one is because this song to me, from the moment I heard it, this is absolutely, completely parallels the DMT experience. Mm -hmm. Every aspect of it. It is... I, I've like looked into this so much and I didn't even notice until probably a few months ago. I think Abigail pointed it out to me that divine moments of truth, DMT. Is, yeah, DMT, yeah. And the fact that I mean, even in the song it says DMT, DMT, yeah. do 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 DMT. It's the exact duration of a DMT trip. I mean it's almost exact ten and a half minutes, yeah. That's the exact duration. Hmm. And it parallels it perfectly because like like it's like when you take the hit of it. Now, I've only done DMT twice. I've never broken through on it, but it's exactly what happens. Yeah. It's that tribal feeling of, you know, what's going on. And then it turns into this sort of alien electronic sounds with like the DMT, DMT. Mm-hmm. And I think that's meant for when you've actually broken through. I see. And you're in and you're in this other world. So that would be a very distant thing in your head. Mm-hmm. And what I think the... I love the marching band one because it's like... That's how it feels, too, to come back to your body. It's like they're walking you back to your body. And, you know, it's like the experiences I've heard of people who've broken through on it are, you know, it's like a lot of people refer to them as the, uh, what does Terrence McKenna call them? The uh, the gnomes, mm-hmm. the elves, whatever these entities are. They're really, they're always really excited that you're there. Right. And really excited to see you. And I, the marching band is like them walking you back to your body. I love it. I think it's genius because it like I that's see. what it felt like for me too because it's like the first time I ever did it it felt like every single atom in my body it was infinitely expanding and infinitely contracting at the same time like my entire essence was folding in on itself I see. and to come back from that is a very like sort of jarring experience mm-hmm. and I think that's what a lot of it is like oh it's like you're hearing these earthly noises to sort of be like okay you're going back to the fucking real world now i see that that does make fucking sense. genius yeah. and i love that it's the first album on the first song on the album to come out and just directly say this is dmt inspired right yeah there's no hiding it because i never read the wikipedia entry like i i mean clearly this is psychedelic music but for them in 1998 to be this upfront about it yeah it's pretty crazy love it absolutely love it divine moments of truth is fucking incredible it, it's pretty good one point up if I could offset it with 1.25, I would. 
<laughs> just to outweigh me, I see. The last track, number seven, dot, 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 and the day turned to night. So, I mean, this is this was the, the least popular song on the album, according to Spotify. Of course, it is 20 minutes long. <laughs> so I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, cause people who, who, not a lot of people like to listen to long songs, I guess. No, they don't. And it makes sense. I mean, this is a very, very long song. It's the perfect culmination of the rest of the album. Like it, all of the motifs are there. It feels like, you know, this is like the, I wrote at the end, the very last thing I wrote is I feel like I had a very rich experience listening from beginning to end because I knew where every motif came from and saw how it progressed. Yep. Uh, so I like that part of it. Like, I really liked that. But um, it, it, I don't, it was a little too long. I'm going to say it. I'll say it. Um, the first, it's, it's kind of starts out with more of this like channel surfing is what I called it. There's like a lot of different like either radio frequencies or TV frequencies that you hear. At one point you hear snake charmers, which I made me laugh. Uh, I love that. I just like you had that. Uh, it says I like the channel surfing beginning and then suddenly the flute comes in again. And that's like basically the rest of the 19 minutes. It's a very atmospheric song, but halfway through, I say halfway through, I'm wondering if the song will ever end. Nothing is standing out to me. Yeah. Nothing is standing out to me like at all. And it feels like the end credits of an action movie. And I mean like deep into the credits. Uh, we're, we're, you know, the post credits scene or the during the credits bloopers are over. The, the music of the theme song is gone and we've gone on to this more atmospheric music that plays at the end. And I said, I'm the worker uh, at the movie theater cleaning the aisles of popcorn and candy, but we haven't turned the lights on yet because the credits are still rolling because <laughs> the song just goes on and on and on. I said, God damn, a lot of people worked on this movie. At some point, <laughs> at some point, there's snoring. It sounds like the person is snoring. Now, of course, the song is called The Day Turns Into Night, so I'm like, snoring? I guess so, because it's night after all. They fell asleep during the end credits. And then the TV station that they're watching the movie on starts playing a show that starts with accordion. That's what happens in the song. Uh -huh. It's like this crazy, I don't know what the point, I, I, I don't know what the point is. And the whole time, it's another one of these songs where I'm like, when, when is it going to shock me? When is it going to... When, when am I going to feel the spongle? And uh, this song never did. Uh, but again, I couldn't give it no point because it, it's it's so it's still good. Like, it still has merit. Uh, so I gave it 0.15. Ugh. 0.15, okay. <laughs> I, think, I think it does exactly what it, like, wants to do, which is, you know, it's like, it's like the come down. Yeah. Where I, and a lot of it was, you know, this channel surfing. I, I feel like it's a lot of like when you are coming down, it's like you have one foot inside that world and one foot in the other. Mm -hmm. And it's this sort of parallel and it's the day turns into night. It's, it's just coming down from everything that just happened to you. And yeah. You're sort of remembering and integrating everything that happened. And that's why I think a lot of the motifs from the album come in. I see. And I, I like that even like what also parallels coming down is i wrote about 12 minutes in you get this sort of you get a lot more colorful sounds coming in and sort of mm -hmm. like almost like your last little wave of it where you're like okay right and then that's where it goes into you know snoring and like okay i'm gonna go to bed <laughs> which is right i mean it's hard to say I, it's hard to you really would not listen to it if you did not listen to the entire album 
mm-hmm. and maybe you're just too fucking you're tripping too hard to even turn it off <laughs> right <laughs> i give it a point though. I, th- I think it does what it wants to do well i mean i especially the way you describe it it reminded me like i did think like okay this reminds me of the very end of my trip and i'm watching barbara bush's funeral <laughs> while i'm literally like i'm still tripping coming down off of this acid and i'm watching barbara bush's funeral <laughs> it, well, it is a weird experience like I, I did i did like that which is ultimately why i couldn't give it no point but yeah it it's it's not like it was a it was a good way to end the album but i just did go on a little long it's a little long yeah like the album does not have to be an hour and 20 minutes no 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 could have trimmed this one down a little could have trimmed spongle spores down a little or, yeah, just cut that one off the album. <laughs> yeah. Spongle Falls, Monster Hit, Vapor Rumors, Behind Closed Eyes, Divine Moments of Truth, and a shortened, and then the day turns to night. That would be a perfect album. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but it's not. All right, folks, the results are in. Spongle, actually, Are You Spongled, receives one of our highest ratings. I gave it a 5.4. RJ gave it a 6.5 for a total of 11.9 out of 14, which is an 85%, folks. Woo! That's a pretty high score. I don't have the list anymore. I need to go back in time and create a list again and so we can just know. But I know Blackstar received a perfect rating, so I know there's one that did better. Yeah, I don't I don't know if there's any other albums, though, that have such a high score. I, yeah, I don't know. I, it would be interesting to see. For us both to agree on something like that is rare. Yeah, it's uh, it's it was a great album. And if we do agree, we we agree that it's bad. Yeah, exactly. It was a really good choice, though. I And I definitely... Uh, Kudos to Dysic for introducing it to you because I mean it perfect for you. I mean perfect music for right, uh, big shout out your to interest and everything. One. And I mean it, I I was interested to see. So I watched afterwards. I was like I, I want to see what this is like live because on their Wikipedia page there's like a whole paragraph about listening to it live. So I watched a clip of like a performance in 2012 and honestly it was like embarrassing. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was like I don't like this because they were like wearing like costumes and. I, I I don't know and I don't think this really lends itself to live music. No, 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 and that's what I was thinking too. The whole time I was watching it, I'm like, this is definitely this should just be listened to as an album. They haven't toured, uh, played live since 2018. That was their last live show, but they have been releasing some music since then. Uh, I don't know if it's any good. It would be interesting to see what a 2020 Spangle album sounds like as opposed to a 1998 Spangle. Is it completely, is it more of the same or is it completely fucking out of this world crazy? I guess we'll have to find out, but, uh, <laughs> the last, the last thing I heard was, um, nothing last, but nothing lost. And I'm trying to figure out exactly when that came out. Mm-hmm. There's a remastered one from 2019, but I don't think that's, yeah, I don't think that's it. There's an album I saw that came out in 2017, like, uh, 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 something cryptic nine or something like that. Yeah, and I see a lot of I see a lot of things talk about the the codex ones. Oh yeah, codex. That's what I meant. Yeah, but I don't know exactly. When. It would be interesting to. I don't know when the album came out. <laughs> I mean, it says twenty twenty. It might have been twenty twenty. Yeah, I guess it might have been. Still good though. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they. I, I was really interested to see that Raja Ram is fucking eighty. What? <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, oh my God. Damn, brother. Yeah, so he's, uh, 
I don't know how much longer he'll be making Spongle albums, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, rest in peace, Roger Rom. I mean. <laughs> we called it here first. <laughs> yeah, called it here first. Folks, thank you for tuning in to Records. Uh, next time we do a record, not the next episode of Motave, but the next time we do a record, we're going to flashback to episode 38. We're doing another local SoundCloud album review. We're going to... Uh, review the Azui winning Little Danes uh, album, The Danication, uh, which I believe came out in 2013, the year we graduated, but I can't remember if, I know there's been so many editions, there's like Danication 5, just like uh, Carter 5 coming soon, but I just, I, I know like, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure the Danication came out in 2013, the year we graduated. So we'll be flashing back a little bit. Uh, but we'll try to do it live so, you know, everybody can get the same experience of uh, reacting to some some probably bad music. Uh, yeah. Some probably bad cringe music. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry, Dan. Until then, folks, tune in next week when we'll be reviewing Jackass Forever. Finally, it's about <laughs> fucking time for this shit to come out. Ready for my boy Johnny. Yeah, can't wait to see my boys. Uh, so, folks, until next time, stay out. You people don't do anything. <laughs>